Greetings station ears and welcome to my end of year roundup of my favourite music. This year has been full to the brim of new releases and also a lot of re-releases. So this year I'll be releasing two episodes. This first part will be covering all of the best and new music released in 2022. And no, there are a lot more albums than I'm going to be talking about. These are the albums I've listened to and enjoyed the most, all of which were first unleashed on the world this year. If you're a patron, you'll get part two tomorrow. For everyone else, it will follow in a week's time. That second part will be the best old music of 2022. Re-releases, live albums and compilations. But without further ado, let's dig in to some fresh meat. pick of the year is a band I'd never heard of before. UK-based Salt, that's spelt S-A-U-L-T, released five free albums on November the 1st. Sadly, they were only available for five days for free, but they are available to buy in the band's Bandcamp page if you're interested. The band itself is notoriously secretive. The only known members are producer Inflow, singer-songwriter Cleo Sol, and rapper Kid Sister. They refuse to interact with the media despite getting critical acclaim, and their music covers a wide range of styles. Now, a lot of the music on these albums is seemingly Christian-based, with references to God littered throughout. Don't let that put you off. It's a dynamic, cinematic collection of music that's well worth your time. The album titles, if you're interested, are Eleven, Air, that's spelled with two eyes, Earth, Today and Tomorrow, and Untitled, brackets, God. The song you're listening to is from Air and is called 4AM. Thank you. 
Mr Biffo might be a familiar name to you if you were a student in the 90s. Like me, I spent a lot of my mornings reading teletext, and he was a prolific figure on there, founding the video game magazine Digitizer and reviving it as a series of anarchic YouTube videos in the 21st century. He's also known as Paul Rose and hosts the Marillion podcast Between You and Me with his wife Sanya. He's also, also, a BAFTA-nominated children's screenwriter. But I want to talk a little bit about his album Borders of Winter, which was released on October the 7th, and is an instrumental album very much in the vein of a video game soundtrack. It puts me a lot in mind of classic chill-out games, such as Euphoria. Borders of Winter is Mr Biffo's third full-length album, and is highly recommended for fans of public service broadcasting or Jean-Michel Jarre. The track you're hearing is Oh Ya.
got to do something for it. Or you've got to pray to a God and maybe happy when you die. Okay, I've eased you in with some chill out, so now it's time to up the mood a little. My next pick is Will of the People, the ninth album by Muse. Now I flippin' love Muse. They're one of my all-time favourite bands and the band I've seen the most live. When they released Simulation Theory back in 2018, I really thought it would be hard to beat. The appeal of Muse to me is that they constantly change their sound. They flow effortlessly from hard rock to overblown prog to pop to electro with ease. So when they said they were going back to their roots with this album, I was intrigued. Their first album, Showbiz, is unique in their catalogue in that it is a fairly straightforward rock album. Yes, the opening cut Sunburn features a terrific piano introduction, but the rest of the album is fairly uncomplicated. Not that that's a bad thing. It's a great album. But I was interested to see what they would come up with. Sadly, the album isn't really a return to that sound. It's an inconsistent album, which comes across like a compilation of unused tracks, similar to the Matt Bellamy album that I reviewed in last year's show. The majority of the songs are good, but they don't sound like they fit together. You have Compliance, which could have been from Simulation Theory, alongside Won't Stand Down, which sounds like it could be from Drones, alongside Liberation, that could have been taken from The Resistance. Nevertheless, it's one of the albums I've listened to most this year, and the more I listen the more it grows on me. If all you want is more Muse music, then this fits the bill. Have a listen to the title track, which doesn't sound at all like Marilyn Manson, Honest.
sticking with guitar rock for a minute, Coheed and Cambria released their 10th studio album this year. Hang on, I need to take a breath. Uh, Vaxis Act 2, A Window of the Waking Mind, which came out back in June. This concept album is set in the universe of the Amory Wars, as are most of the band's albums. Forget concept albums, this is a concept band. It tells the story of a couple who are on the run from tyrannical forces within the universe of the keywork. Listen, it's really complicated to explain right now and probably needs a podcast series all of its own. Let's just say it's a sci-fi epic and leave it at that. This album, and to be fair this band, is highly recommended if you like Rush. Musically they're heavier, probably close to Iron Maiden than anything else, but conceptually they fit right alongside Cygnus X1 and 2112. The song I'm going to play for you from that album is Bad Man, and it features a little drum reference to Phil Collins. Thanks to listener Steve Cummins for pointing it out to me. See if you can spot it.
Okay, okay, one last guitar track and then something else, I promise. One of my favourite bands of the 90s was the Afghan Wigs. They released several phenomenal, if ignored, albums between 1988 and 1998, including Gentlemen, which is one of my top 10 albums of all time, and 1965, before they split in 2001 and main man Greg Dooley went on to form the Twilight Singers, who incidentally also released several excellent albums. In 2012, they reformed to play Lollapalooza and made several festival appearances, including with soul singer Usher on vocals at South by Southwest in 2013. In 2014, they released comeback album Due to the Beast, toured the world and released another album In Spades in 2017. Just before Covid times, Greg Dully released a solo album, Random Desire, and started work on another Wigs record. And it came out on September the 9th, 2022. How Do You Burn is their ninth album, and this track is I'll Make You See God, which players of Gran Turismo 7 might recognise.
Several of my favourite bands released albums this year. You've already heard Muse and the Afghan Wigs. There are more to come, and here's another now. New York band Interpol released their seventh album, The Other Side of Make Believe, on 15th of July. It was written entirely during the Covid pandemic, with the three band members in different countries, and has a more uplifting sound. Interpol have a very distinct vocalist in Paul Banks, who has sometimes been compared to Ian Curtis. On this album, he's adopted a more laid-back style and seems really at ease with the songs. However, as a long-time fan, I have to say it's not my favourite album. The songs are all good, but there aren't any variations in style. Their last album, Marauder, for example, featured The Rover, which is some of the best drumming I've ever heard and really stands out as a track. There isn't really anything that stands out on this album, but that said, I don't want to put you off. If you've never listened to Interpol before, this might not be a good place to start, but if you have heard them, then this will be instantly familiar. Have a listen to their tribute to our favourite Genesis member, Tony.
if you read the music press or listen to Radio 6, you won't have been able to miss Wet Leg, the Isle of Wight duo who went big with their debut single Shays Long in 2021. Their eponymous debut album was released on 8th of April to almost universal acclaim, and deservedly so. It's full of quirky indie pop songs that are instantly hummable, and amazingly, it was recorded way back in April 2021, before the band had even played live. Like the songs on here, I'll keep it short and sweet. This track is Your Mum and contains a swear, so skip forward about three minutes if you're easily offended. When I think about you Honestly, I'm cheating a bit with this next track. 
I'll be featuring the Divine Comedy's newest compilation on the next episode, but if you were lucky enough to buy the three CD version, you'll have got a whole CD of unreleased tracks. Now that's especially impressive, because a 12 CD box set was released in 2020, which included hundreds of unreleased tracks, none of which were repeated on Super Extra Bonus Album. I'm not going to say much about this. If you really want it, the three CD version is still available on the official website, and there's a link in the show notes for you. This song is called The Adventurous Type and is a typical Divine Comedy song which was written as a demonstration of songwriting. It also features the London Accordion Orchestra. Have a listen. The adventurous type would call up a friend and make up a plan to meet And then the adventurous type would make his way there His friend wouldn't show but he wouldn't care Cause everyone knows that friends of the fools The adventurous type makes up his own rules Much better by half to follow your nose Do something rash and see where it goes The adventurous type would stick out a thumb And jump in whatever car comes along Now here's an interesting group of guys All tattoos, skinheads, leather and knives They drive and drive and drive some more With stereo pumping and foot to the floor They sneak in a language he can't understand But that doesn't faze the adventurous man I wanna know what it's like Type gets out of the car and follows his new friends into a bar And after a few unspeakable drinks and plates of inedible food He thinks the adventurous type can do better than this He says, what's that over there? And slips away through the kitchen, into the alley Into the midst of a fascist rally They goose-step, goose-step back through the bar His former companions are raising their arms and singing a song That sounds a bit like... Then with a crash, a hundred police With tear gas and trunches burst in from the street Chaos ensues, he runs for the door But is hit by a bottle and slumps to the floor I wanna know what it's like I wanna know what it's like Adventurous type wakes up in a pool of mud and blood and fish and drool He looks at his watch, his watch isn't there Along with his wallet and most of his hair That's when he notices he's on a ship That's rolling and pitching and making him sick He scans the horizon, no land in sight Oh my God, what a brilliant night I wanna know what it's like I wanna know what it's like Let's address the elephant in the room. 
is in the room. There hasn't been much proper prog, has there? I mean, Coheed, Muse, Mr. Biffo could all be called prog, but there have been some significant prog releases this year, and you'll have to hold on just a little longer, because I want to play something next, which I consider prog, but you may not. Tears for Fears released their seventh album, The Tipping Point, after an 18-year gap. Now, I consider the band to be prog because of the scope of their songwriting. Seeds of Love took them away from their pop roots, and the albums released after Curtis Smith left carried them further along that path. Besides, Nick DeVigilio played with them, so that's good enough for me. This album is really very good, and comes after a difficult time for both Roland Orzabal and Kurt Smith. Their record company insisted that they work with younger artists to make a more contemporary sound, but the duo weren't happy with the results. The album was actually completed in 2017, but shelved following the death of Roland Orzabal's wife, giving them time to work further on it and make it sound more like a Tears for Fears record. There are some harrowing lyrics on here, but the overall sound is one of optimism. I was torn which track to share. The title track is superb, but I've decided to play one of the deeper cuts from the album. This is End of Night. In 
Now, there surely won't be any arguments about the prog credibility of my next choice. Marillion released their 20th, in inverted commas, album in March. An hour before its dark is a huge return to form for the band, who have been around since the early 80s. I was not a fan of their last release, Fear. It had nothing on it that I related to, and honestly, I couldn't tell you what any of the tracks on that album sounded like. An hour before its dark is totally different, with every track memorable and instant classics. The only bad track on the album is the unnecessary bonus remix of Murder Machines that's tacked onto the end. If you haven't bothered with Marillion since Fish left over 30 years ago, then first of all, what are you playing at? You've missed some of their very best music, and second of all, this album's a good jumping on point. The social commentary, which Fish was so immersed in, is still there. Let's be honest, it'd be foolish to think that the pandemic could be ignored and the music is just as good now as it ever was. Frankly, this is one of the best albums they've released, and a strong contender for my album of the year. Ooh, but it's not. So what is? Patience, patience, all in good time. For now, enjoy Reprogram the Gene from an hour before it's dark.
ended last year's episode with Atlantic Cable from Common Ground by Big Big Train. Back then, singer David Longdon had just passed away, and the future of the band seemed uncertain. They'd already completed their next album, and it was duly released on the 28th of January, and was a fitting tribute to their departed bandmate. In April this year, it was announced that the band would continue with Alberto Bravin taking over on vocals. Whilst not quite as consistent an album as Common Ground, Welcome to the Planet is packed full of stunning musical and vocal performances, which prove that Big Big Train are the prog band of the moment. Newer members, Dave Foster and Carly Bryant, have contributed to the album, which has added another dimension to their sound. Have a listen to this track, Lanterna, which was written by Gregory Sporton about the Lanterna di Genova, and see if you can hear the superb piano playing from Carly Bryant, conjuring up the sounds of a storm. Kings of the land a week before the sea Rising storm Wisdom conveyed and towers fall can be cast out We look at the same stars, walk the same
almost at my album of the year, and this one is a strong second place. Not only had David Longdon completed work on Welcome to the Planet, he'd almost finished his own second solo album. Sadly, it was following a busy day in the studio that he had an accident at home and passed away, so he never got to complete it. However, bandmate Gregory Sporton and frequent Fish collaborator Steve Vances, among others, worked to complete the record using David's notes and directions. The result was Door 1, named after a park in Kimberley, Nottinghamshire, where he grew up. A collection of eight extremely personal songs that showcase his amazing versatility as a songwriter. Aside from his voice, there are no real big, big train-sounding songs on this album. They seem to follow a journey from a dark place to a final realisation that love is all, and the overall message seems to be not to lose hope. I'm choosing something on the dark side of the album to play you now with the first single, Watch It Burn. Take a 
Finally, we come to my album of the year from another of my all-time favourite bands, The Mars Volta. After 10 years, the band finally reunited and released a self-titled album on September the 16th, their seventh. Seems to have been the year for seventh albums, doesn't it? Anyway, this album is a distinct change for the band. They consciously tried to make a pop album. I would say the overall sound is prog pop. It sounds simultaneously nothing like anything they've done and instantly recognisable as the Mars Volta. It jettisons the guitar freak-out rock of previous albums for something more introspective. If you're new to the band, this is a great album to try, as it doesn't have any of the more challenging music of past albums. Listen, if Coheed and Cambria are the Rush equivalent and Big Big Train of Genesis, the Mars Volta are firmly King Crimson, and if you like that band, you should absolutely dig into the back catalogue. This album's full of catchy tunes and sing-along choruses, but also some of the nonsense lyrics that we've come to know and love. The album's self-titled, apparently to provide a clean break from their past work, and it is a hugely promising start. Or restart, I suppose. It's easily my favourite album of the year. There are so many tracks I could play. Black Light Shine or Graveyard Love, the first two singles from the albums, but again I'm going to go a little deeper and play Vigil which was the third and final single released before the album came out. Sing 
Thanks for listening. Join me for the next episode where I'm going to go through some of the best old music to be re-released in 2022. If you've enjoyed listening to this music, please buy the albums and support the artists. You can find links to buy each album in the show notes of the episode. Please also consider supporting the podcast by joining us on Patreon for only £1 a month. Patrons receive most episodes a week early and at least six bonus episodes a year. In 2022, bonus episodes include German album reviews, book reviews and original artwork posts. You can send feedback on the show to revelationsstationpodcast at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook. This has been a Revelation Station production.